0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. And we are here to talk Major League Baseball and New York Yankees, of course. Uh, Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the IG. And, of course, listen to us on Anchor or wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts. Uh, And, of course, uh, got my good friend Mike alongside here, and we're going to talk some Yankees. But first and foremost, Mike. How the heck are you?
1: Dave, it's a good bit, good day to be a duck here in New York's capital region. Just cold and rainy. Um, the Quackers are having a good time. Uh, so it was a good day to record a podcast. Uh, our Yankees are taking on the um, best team in the league, the Pittsburgh Pirates, tonight. Um, uh-huh. I'm sure we'll make them look good. That's traditionally what we do um, when we play these bad teams, but maybe not. Uh, I haven't looked at the lineup yet. I don't know if you have to see if... We're putting the A team or the B team out there. Um, Oh, let's take a look. It's my, yeah, it's, 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 it's the A team lineup. Yeah. Um,
0: Carpenter's DHing tonight. Good. So does that mean Gallo's on the bench? Uh, Yes. Hicks in left, Judge in center, Stanton in right, Uh, and the usual Torres at second and IKF at short, Donaldson at third, and Trevino Behind the plate, catching the nine and one, Jamison Tyone tonight.
1: Okay, very interesting. Um, well, let, let's go back, Dave, since we're talking about the lineup, the uh, one game series against Houston, where we lost two to one. That's a yes. game that first of all, very frustrating, the result um that we couldn't hit um especially their starter Valdez, was it? Um, Garcia. Garcia. I, I thought he was outstanding,
0: Mike that yeah. I actually watched this game through the sixth inning, and I thought he was, yeah, I, he was just great. like he was moving the ball and and tremendous you know, elevating yep. up, down, left, right, right in a bunch of different spots, you know, where the Yankees look like they'd get the bat on the ball and it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, this is a game traditionally, Dave, one game in and out. We would you know, Aaron Boom and Joe Girardi in, in the recent past would have put the B team out there for sure. Um, yeah. And rolled out some triple-A kid that had to fly all the way to Texas. But, no, we, you know, gave and it a – Joey a, Gallo? Yeah. <laughs> um, Severino <laughs> pitched very, very well. You know, he battled, yeah. gave up the home run to Bregman. But, you know, six innings, three – hits two runs earned four k's two walks you know in today's major league baseball that's a quality start for sure absolutely uh didn't just deserve the fade aside from rizzo really couldn't put the, the a hard hit on any ball uh against now uh presley too Got uh, their it. bullpen is very very impressive yep. so we'll have to deal with them down the line i'm sure but uh anything else on that game buddy
0: No, it just, again, Garcia was so dominating, uh, you know, five and a third, three hits a run, uh, six strikeouts, two walks. I really don't feel like that tells the story. Right. Um, just the Yankees just could not get anything going. Uh, I did love though, um, Rizzo's home run and because it was with two strikes and, uh, they showed him, they zoomed in and they, this has been a, a discussion, um point with Rizzo for some time how he chokes up with two strikes hey right that's kind of what most of us were talking about it talk worked well. for
1: 135 yeah. years but these long yeah. angle bastards last 5 years yeah. i digress. yep
0: yeah. yep so <laughs> nobody nobody does that anymore but they zoomed in on Rizzo's hands and showed him choking up and literally they pull back to the full shot and he hits the home run uh, i just thought yeah boy it, you know the timing of that um, was just amazing. Fortuitous, but, for yeah, them, uh, yeah. Other than that, yeah. Other than that,
1: yeah. This this was not a,
0: not one of our best games.
1: So we we fly into uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame host city, uh, Cleveland, to play the Guardians. Dave, did you know that they already ha- the stadium ha- is littered on the outside with. Sculptures of guardians already um, around the stadium before they pick. uh, littered's the wrong word. Scattered is what I was going for. (laughs) It's like
0: my goodness.
1: And then the cat walked by, and I said, "Littered."
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I did not know about the uh, Guardians outside the
1: uh, Guardians. So I'll give them a little bit of a pass on the name because of that. You know, at first I was like, they just pulled it out of thin air. So a little bit of a pass. Still not my favorite. Uh, And that Friday game, Dave, the 1st of July, uh, as the calendar turned, uh, rain out, downpour, uh, everybody go home. Thanks, but no thanks. Uh, So it gets us with a sneaky doubleheader on Saturday. And this is like, no one wants to hear this complaint, but I'm going to complain anyway, because my fantasy lineup, I didn't set um, my fantasy lineup before the noon start. Yep. The night before on Friday, when they got rained out, rained out, I took out Lemayhew and Stanton because they weren't playing and put them in substituted players that had a game. And for some reason they started this doubleheader at noon and not one o'clock. And it's yeah. and I missed it. I missed it. So I missed DJ LeMay who's great day at the and Stanton hit a home run and the thirteen four hammer job in the first game. And in my league, I don't know if he plays fantasy football or baseball still. Uh, if a team's in a doubleheader They're blocked out for the entire day, either in the lineup or out of the lineup once the first game starts. So there's no substituting them in for the second game. So I lost. I mean, they sat Lemayhew because, of course, he had a big game in the first game. Why would you want him to, you know, at least hit in the second game? But, uh, you know, worked out fine. They won six to one and um, was a nice, long Yankee um, batting practice type day. Uh, That I saw anything in particular there, buddy, that you noticed in the doubleheader or comment on my uh, old man. First world fantasy. complaints?
0: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's that's fair from a fantasy perspective. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just unaware that it's it's,
1: starting at noon. That's the part that got me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I just think, too, with fantasy that it's probably really hard, uh, despite all of the advances in technology, for them to somehow control a doubleheader thing that happens the day before and be able to make those players available and um, all that kind of stuff aside. um, Sorry that you couldn't uh, get everything that you wanted out of your fantasy team, big guy.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, My fantasy team name, since you asked, was uh, comma to the top and if anyone knows what show that's a reference to, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, But I'm currently uh, struggling, battling, scuffling in eighth place in a ten-team league, Dave. So I don't know if I should be saying that in my sports podcast, but uh, that's true. No, probably not.
0: But um, someone who did not scuffle uh, in the bottom here is Nasty Nestor. Finally, kind of Dave. That was a professional segue. A little bit. You like that? Mm. Your
1: inner Brad Nestler is
0: spewing out. Getting good here
1: at you know as
0: we close (laughs) in on two years with this
1: podcast. Someday we'll have um, yeah. like songs and recordings yeah, and everything. Of, It'll be awesome.
0: All but, kinds of fun yeah, stuff. Anyway, but, I'm sorry, yeah. Nestor got, got to it with six innings, three hits, just one run the six strikeouts, no walks gets his seventh win of the year. Um, another quality start. Um, and we didn't even talk about uh, Garrett Cole had a good start, obviously in the first game, but yeah. uh, I think it was nice. Uh, Cause Nestor had kind of struggled in his last two starts and, um, You know, I think the one of the ones he, you know, he didn't get through the fifth inning, which was a rarity for him this year. Uh, So that was nice to see when you talk about uh, additional uh, points to make on this game. That's that's my contribution.
1: No, great. Absolutely. Um, This the only um, downfall in this game, Dave, was uh, your boy Araldus Chapman came in. He walked oh, yeah. three straight batters in a blowout. I know it's oh, that hard. Was,
0: that was in, that was in the in the first game, but yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about that. I
1: know it's hard. You've been a lifelong closer. You're coming back from re, a rehab assignment, um, which reminds me. Remind me about that after this. Um, okay, well, rehab assignment. That'll gotcha get me. Um, coming back from a rehab assignment. The game's a blowout. You're in the seventh inning. You're not used to that. You know, I, I, all those factors are something, but your competitive juices have to be flowing after the first walk, certainly after the second. And then the third walk, I mean, Boone wasn't halfway to the mound and Chapman tossed him the ball and got out of there. I mean, he was obviously mad at himself, uh, frustrated, all of that. Um, what do we do with Chapman, buddy?
0: Well, um, from what I had read, uh, the idea was to bring him into some games, some high leverage, some not. This was clearly not a high leverage game, right? Um, at that point, um, and try to work him into shape.
1: Now, I don't blame um, Boom for bringing him in.
0: I exact yeah. for
1: that exact reason. Go on.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think you know, definitely bring him in. You know, he.
1: And he's been told this is coming. It's not a surprise. The phone didn't ring in the sixth inning and say, Chapman, you're up.
0: Yeah, and he was surprised. Nope. He's he's been, you know, he's towed the company line and said, hey, I'm going to do whatever they need to do. And this is, you know, a good spot for him to, you know, get his feet wet again. Um, But he had good outings in the minors. I know it's not the same level of talent. I don't think anybody expected him to perform this poorly, Mike. Uh, 19 pitches, only seven for strikes, uh, the three walks, as you mentioned, two runs pitches to three batters, uh, just, yeah, just really awful. I guess, you know, we just have to endure this. Um, and now you look at, um, uh, Marinaccio is, is out for a little bit and they, they brought JP Sears back up. Um, but Marinaccio's got dead arm, uh, So, I mean, Chapman's going to get a chance to pitch. He was going to anyway. Um, Of course. But now, you know,
1: he's making too much money and too much of a legend to not, you know, get him back out there. But, I mean, he struggles like this. Do we put him on the market at the trade deadline for somebody? I don't know who's out there. I haven't looked. I haven't looked to see what relievers might be out there, but there's definitely going to be somebody out there. Right.
0: You you would think um, I don't think we're there yet Okay um, that's, I just wanted to that get that a vibe goes. check on that for you Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it's way too soon I'm not surprised that he didn't pitch well I'm just
1: surprised he pitched that poorly Okay, that's fair uh, Definitely, you know, want to see him bounce back for sure um, Just yep. because he'd be such an asset to the Yankee bullpen I'm not a huge fan of his um, And it has nothing to do with, you know, the next one after Rivera um, It's just just not a big fan of people that beat women on a regular and still have multi-million dollar contracts. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, uh, uh, so Sunday. you wanted to come back to rehab. Assignment. Oh yes. Thank you. That's why you get the big bucks, professional segues and reminders. Yes. Um. I don't know if you saw this. It was all over Twitter, baseball Twitter for a while uh, over the weekend. Max Scherzer's got a rehab assignment and, uh, they played their game, and uh, you know minor leaguers come in the, in the clubhouse, and the the uh, club uh, manager is handing out uh, iPods. Not iPods. Tell me, what are the ones that goes in the ears? Airba or AirPods? AirPods. I feel so old right now. Yeah, <laughs> you yes. have no idea. My, uh, oh, um.
0: Has- has nothing to do with what you've said today. It's just that you can't remember AirPods.
1: Right, or what I had for breakfast. Um, They're right. <laughs> saying these are for Max, and then they walk into the food line, which they get after every meal, after every game, and he's got tomahawk ribeyes and lobster tails and the full shebang there. Tomahawk ribeye, sneaky Dave, a bad... Choice for steak. I know it's all the rage in the big restaurants now. If you're going to pay that kind of money, get a get yourself a porterhouse. You get the ribeye and the sirloin on the bone, same kind of um, juiciness, and you get twice the meat, half the price. Anyway, that concludes food hour. here.
0: Yes, <laughs> here at Think Tank Sports, where we break down uh, steak, what you should buy, what it will taste like, and how juicy it is. Uh, Look for this and more in our next uh, segment on food.
1: <laughs> it reminds me of those memes of uh, follow me for more recipes and there's like a broken cracker with a piece of peanut butter on it or something like that and it says high protein <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Uh that's what I just did. Anyway, wow. huge, yeah. you know, and he's getting patted on the back sure there is by the media and everybody for doing that and not big timing these guys. And somebody underneath that caption a Yankee fan clearly said, "I wonder what Araldus Chapman did in um, Scranton Wilkes-Barre." And it was just it, it was just so fun or not. It was just so funny to me that you know to juxtaposition to put juxtaposition yes scherzer and chapman and the Mm. kind of people they are that that was just a perfect litmus test for it is what i thought what do you think about anything i just mumbled
0: oh yeah i mean i i think i offered some of my thoughts about the food stuff but um no i think it's interesting that you say all that because then the images of chapman leaving Scranton Wilkes-Barre was him in this this gigantic Batmobile armored tank kind of vehicle. Oh, definitely. Um, Lucius Harris definitely made that. Yep. And so (laughs) that's all you need to know, folks. Um, Scherzer buys the food and Chapman gets in his big vehicle and leaves. Now, does that mean Chapman didn't provide food? I don't know, but it it appears to be not to the extent that Max Scherzer did. And Mike, just as long as we're on the Max Scherzer topic, he is starting tonight against oh, Cincinnati.
1: Dave, we're um, going to get to that
0: Or the New York Mets, and we'll get to that. Uh, in a I just bit. didn't tell you. I just
1: have a. It, it'll be good in context, but thank you. Okay. He's starting
0: tonight. Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, let's see what else with the Yankees. Oh, uh, so well, we got to go the- to
1: the 2-0 loss on Sunday. Uh, yeah. where the, i don't know the yankees just have these games obviously when they got no hit the weekend before where they just swing and miss at everything it's like it yeah they completely different team on um these games at the plate and um you know donaldson got a a legitimate base hit and guess what yeah one hit was we it. got one lousy hit Dave. one
0: <laughs> you can't say that on the radio. That's okay. <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway. Hit us with that movie reference too. <laughs> yep, yep. That's a major league reference. If you haven't seen it, you should yes. uh, see it. Um, the thing that struck me, Mike, before this game even started, um, and I know that I think you've this may just get you, you know, onto your soapbox again. Okay. Um, that Aaron Judge was uh, given the day off. I yes. know they played two games the day before. But with an off day on the 4th of July, please tell me why Aaron Judge is not in the lineup. Now, he does pinch hit um, in the ninth and walks. uh, But wouldn't you
1: want his bat in the lineup? Boone did the worst thing. He gave him the day off and then put him in the most intense situation in the game, set him up for failure and it risked injury. What what if he swung and struck out at the last pitch and, and tore his rib cage or uh, the pec muscle or whatever it is they keep tearing there, the lat? Um, and not so not only did you waste a day off that was supposed to be, you know, these days off are planned out and prescribed by you know the training staff and and, you know this wasn't it wasn't an accident um knowing Mm -hmm. uh that they had the next day off and we would definitely get to that soon um i know you waiting on the edge of your seat out there in podcast land for my fourth of july rant um anyway uh yeah i think he really was set up to fail of course you know a hard ground ball or, you know, a wounded duck that scored, you know, the runs on base to tie the game and, and you know, make him solidify one more piece of the MVP puzzle. Probably isn't right. necessary, but it would have been cool. Um, sure. It was kind of a heat check, you know. It's like we've, we've won all these games coming from behind and big hits and judges had the knack in June for walk-offs. Let's see, you know, if he still – can do it, but not in the flow of the game He hit for Trevino, if I'm not mistaken, who's not, yes, yes, not the did. worst hitter you want up there in that situation in the Yankee lineup either. So um but I understand he you know if he's gonna pinch hit, go to your big guy and you know. But I, I think it was a bad all the way around for me, buddy.
0: Yep. Yep. So
1: that stands out. And then of course
0: uh, Mr. Hardluck himself Uh, Jordan Montgomery, you know, pitching, pitching another good game and no run support. And this has literally been almost the story of his entire career as a Yankee. Uh, You know, you like to see him go a little bit farther, but five innings, three hits, one run, eight strikeouts, three walks, and the Yankees get the one bleeping hit that we talked about. Um, He pitches well enough uh, to get a win and he gets a loss. So
1: yeah,
0: feel bad for, for Jordan Montgomery.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Someone we don't really feel bad for, but we're having a good time with is um, Matt Carpenter. Got to yeah. talk about Matt Carpenter. Uh, his last 11 hits, I believe, um, since he was brought up on the 26th of May, Homer, 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 single, Homer, 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 double, single, Homer, Homer. Was that good, Dave?
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I, we would say uh, in the baseball world, um, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty
1: be good right there <laughs> that's really some of aunt may's nut butter right there absolutely yeah um so
0: yeah so they, Matt they Carbon, and, they're
1: just yeah. living the roy hobbs dream right
0: yep left-handed and all
1: yeah um so pretty cool any one thing else on the yankees before i get on my schedule soapbox uh
0: no i just um of note um Domingo Herman seems to be getting closer and closer. Uh, we ha- I don't I haven't. Seen I think a he would have been back yet. if they
1: needed him by now. Yeah, honestly.
0: Uh, I haven't. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he was making I think his third hmm. start. Um, yeah, on Sunday I think, and I haven't seen any reports yet of how it went um, in Triple A, but he's he's pitched well, and so you know, it's just another another spot, another pitcher that the Yankees can. Um, sure. Bring in if they need to um,
1: Would you take anybody the... out of the um, Rotation right now?
0: I, I don't think so Yeah, um, I mean, who
1: would be the most likely then? Yeah, If, if I... one of the five had to go It was like those stupid Facebook pictures uh, You know, here's four breakfast items One's got to go well, Of course yeah. I'm getting rid of the grits I'm a white northeastern wasp, of course
0: yeah, I, I my sense would be um, <laughs> nothing. You just didn't even react. Wow, I was trying to, to, trying to yep, <laughs> just go right past it. Um, my my candidate would be J.P. Sears uh, to be sent back down uh, to make room for Herman and have Herman right. be in the bullpen. But I'm talking about starting um,
1: five. Yeah, I don't think Anybody so. Right come now? Out? No, probably not. Right? No, you can't. I mean, and, this, and Herman that, has experience doing long relief, so yeah yeah, yeah. I think they'll you
0: know they'll get them in there and do what they need to do now, as you've all been waiting for <laughs> mike's uh Mike's rant uh Fourth of July, but it, it's it's not really about the Fourth of July.
1: Dave, imagine my let me let me paint a picture, okay. Uh, we go to my in-laws Sunday or Monday, Fourth of July, classic hamburgers and hot dogs by the pool. have a great time head home i know that i haven't been really online all day haven't had the tv on uh go to look up the yankees and dave they're not playing on the fourth of july are you kidding me there wasn't a rain out there wasn't a plane crash there wasn't anything and then i remember in my old man brain Hey, they didn't play on Memorial Day either. And if you remember, I think because of their stupid Prime video and other things, I couldn't see Friday, Sunday, and they didn't have a game Monday of Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Here we had a Friday rain out, and then I missed the noon start Saturday because i stupid and didn't look, which is I'm stupid and didn't look on this 4th of July either. <laughs> um <laughs> but then I get to Monday and there's no Yankee game, Dave. What are we doing? Major League Baseball is the most pro- I mean, it's the most profitable team in your in your game, most popular team in the history of teams. What are we doing not having them on the major holidays? And then I had a thought, an awful, awful thought, Dave. What yeah. if they don't play Labor Day as well? And mm. I said, "You know what? I'm going to look." And I said, "No, uh, this should be on the podcast. It'd be funny if Dave looked it up." And told me organically, Dave, have you had a chance to do the deep, uh, meaningful, challenging research of the Yankees' Labor Day schedule? Uh, set me up, start me on the uh, Thursday before if you can. The opponent, okay. where we are, give me some ambiance right. leading into Labor Day.
0: Yep. So here's your ambiance. The <laughs> Yankees are coming off a of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Finishing up a 10 game road trip um, at the concrete jungle that is the uh, Tampa Bay Rays Ugh. Stadium to come home to a Monday afternoon, one o'clock game with the Minnesota Twins
1: on Labor Day. Okay. All right. I thought I was going to flip this table over, Dave, but uh, they're nope. playing on Labor Day. Uh, uh, okay. At home
0: at 105. All will be well with the world in September.
1: As my good friend Meatloaf used to say, two out of three ain't bad. And he then also said, don't let your Meatloaf. Yeah. Boom, Um, Yankees. Wow. uh, June is over. Just a couple of uh, quick things from June. If you bet the Yankees so far $100 a day from April to June, so beginning of the season until the end of June, uh, you would have made for every hundred dollars you bet, eleven hundred and sixty seven dollars. That's how much they're winning. Um, wow.
0: Next, except on Fourth of July, right, on Memorial right. Day. If you uh, bet that day, you lost money.
1: Mets are the second most profitable team since the beginning of the season at a thousand and four dollars. Orioles, wow. Dave, are third. The Orioles, because they've been such big underdogs and not playing terrible, right? So um,
0: people are betting on them to lose and winning money? No,
1: they're betting on them to win, but it's such it's a bigger payoff because they're bigger oh, underdogs. Oh, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, and then Padres, Red Sox, Astros on down. Um, but I thought it was, from a gambling perspective, that was pretty interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. What do you make of the American League East standings right now, buddy? Yankees are 13 games up uh, on the Red Sox, 14 and a half against... Toronto. Yeah,
0: 14 had Toronto and 15 ahead of Tampa. And 21 um, on Baltimore. 21 and a half on Baltimore. Okay. Yeah.
1: So um they're in good shape. Yeah, it's
0: uh you know, it's one of those things I think we know the Yankees are playing really well. They've I would say have faced very little adversity. I expect a losing streak of some point. Sure. Uh in here they're human. And the question is, you know, how long and what do the other teams do during that Yankees uh, losing streak. Now they've padded it quite a bit. I mean, they could lose six or seven games in a row and still have a six or seven game lead. Right. Um, So I think that's good. Um, So I think they've got the extra padding, but you know, seven games and then you, you know, get four games with, you know, Boston or Toronto and they win three out of four, you know, and then they start inching in closer. So, um, that's what I think. Uh, it's very interesting. I know if you look at the, the, uh, wild card standings as of right now, uh, Boston, Toronto and Tampa would all be in the playoffs. Um, which will be different this year. Of course, the top two seeds, uh, get first round buys. So you would have Minnesota, Boston, Toronto and Tampa, uh, those four teams playing each other in two best of three series. So lots of AL East, uh, at the top. Um,
1: so is there one team
0: to see if they all continue
1: one team below us that you're still kind of keeping an eye on seeing what their scoreboard looks like, seeing how they're doing the last 10, that kind of thing. Uh,
0: It's uh, unfortunately, I think it's gotta be Boston. Okay. Um, you know, they're, they're struggling, you know, they struggled for so long and we all were like, well, they're done. They're buried. Everybody has buried them. Um, and now they're in the playoff race. Uh, I heard today, Mike, that Chris sale, uh, they're anticipating he's going to be back next week. Um, and he- talk about Yankee killers. I know they've yeah. hit them a couple of times, but for the most part, um, much like Pedro Martinez, uh, he just destroys the Yankees. So yep. uh, the Yankees have a series the next two weekends with Boston. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he will not start <laughs> one of those games, but we will have to wait and see. So, I, I yeah, I think it's Boston, um, then Tampa, then Toronto, as far really? as order order of watching things. I just, uh, you know, Toronto scares me, but they they haven't, well, for me, they haven't proved themselves. You know, Tampa's gotten in and okay. to the playoffs and, and done all that, and Toronto has not. So I think that's where.
1: I think for ter- for me, it's Toronto. They scare me. Their offense of lineup can stand up with anybody, and they haven't pitched all year. They're about to get real healthy in the second half, pitching wise. And if they make yeah, a move, pitching. yeah, yeah, if they make a move for an arm in addition, you know, they they could really make a hard charge. But I think you're right. In general, the Yankees are in good spot and it'll be interesting to see how they manage it down down the stretch. Uh, I do fear for, um, you know, it, it, the White Sox last year. I mean, they ran away with the Central and then didn't do anything in the playoffs. You know what? Uh, of course, the 116 win Mariners. Everyone you know points back to them. They didn't win anything um, yep. in the postseason. So uh, I don't think this team team's not built like that. This is a different type of team with a lot of veterans. So maybe may, maybe not. Um, speaking of the end of June, Dave, uh, the highest ERA team ERA belongs to the Chicago Cubs for the month of June. You want to guess what that number was for the entire team for the entire month?
0: Well, this is, or do um, you,
1: know?
0: you said it was the Cubs, right? The Cubs, the Chicago you? Cubs. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not surprised they had that terrible losing streak uh, where, and some games where they were just clobbered like 19 to two. And, you know, I think the Padres beat them. Like 19 to one of those 19 to two. Um, So I'm guessing what the ERA was for the month of June. Yes. Let's say seven and a half.
1: Wow, that's pretty aggressive. It was 6.04, and that number just shocked me. I mean, As a staff, you didn't have one middle reliever that could come in and shut it down for an inning or, you
0: know. Oh, he, he know. did, but he he pitched one inning. That's right. The
1: whole month. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. 6.04. Uh, yeah. I just thought that number was outrageous. So let me continue my 4th of July dilemma, Dave. We come back from, from the in-laws and no Yankees. So now I'm like, what am I going to do? My wife, uh, her allergies were acting up, took some Benadryl that knocked her out. It was still light out heading towards, you know, nighttime. What am I going to watch? Uh, desperate for some baseball, I put on the Mets broadcast against the Cincinnati Reds, Dave. I uh, did have some fantasy implications uh, on both teams, but okay, really, um, I could only hang in for about an inning and a half. <laughs> okay, because it was the Mets version of the broadcast. Um,
0: this is TV or radio?
1: TV, on okay. SNY. I'm on SNY. Yep. Um, and so you know, have, uh, Keith and Ron are there. And Ron, yeah, you know, doing their, their shtick. And uh, first of all, these Mets—they're so browbeating over the years. Even the announcers, veterans of the game are scared of the division, Dave, they're bringing up the whole time. How great the Atlanta Braves are playing. Uh, Miami's held their own. There are only a couple games under 500. You know, the only team they weren't worried about was uh, Washington. The nationals. Obviously. Yeah. Um, if they looked at the Miami schedule, they'd know that 12 of Miami's wins have come against the nationals already. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to fade away, but, and then Philly, you know, they're scared of them as well. And that was just like, it was stark to me. Like I've watched a lot of baseball, but usually I'm listening to MLB watching MLB network or some neutral broadcast or people that, um, Whose teams really didn't have a chance to begin with or the Dodgers and the Padres who have a legitimate World Series run in them um, to listen to the Mets broadcast. who was a contender, obviously a legitimate NL contender, sound so scared for so long. I mean, they, they just continued this. Uh, for the whole inning and a half that I listened, about all these teams and watching out behind them and the Mets got to be careful, and everything was doom and gloom. And then every other sentence, Dave, was, did you know Max Scherzer's coming back? Max Scherzer, you know, final rehab start. Max Scherzer... Uh, watch him pull out of the bathroom and into the living room to watch the rest of the game. You know, the post-game show tonight in the studio, what are we going to talk about? Well, Max Scherzer's coming back. Oh, really? Max Scherzer? You know, it's just everything was either Max Scherzer's the savior or the rest of the division is in the Death Star marching towards, you know, their next destination to blow up. So I I was just... So stark difference in the broadcast. I just thought it was very, very interesting. You have any comments, concerns, or regurgitations about that?
0: Um, The Mets, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, you know. uh, Oh, and they're all doing this
1: in the eighth, seventh, and eighth innings with a score of seven to four Mets. So it wasn't like it was the game was a blowout and they're doing filler. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to put that context uh, in
0: there. Right. And, you know, I think it's when you look at, you know, you're talking about Ron Darling and Keith Hernandez, two of the most, you know, notable New York Mets, obviously members of the 86 championship team and, you know, brought them, you know, out of the doldrums in the 80s and, and got them into their winning ways. You would think those two guys would be the least. Of Some of the least likely to do that Right um, And it was so that stark. is And who is it, Gary Thorne is, Thorn.
1: is their play-by-play guy? Ed Coleman
0: uh, I think Ed I Coleman remember. does radio It could be Gary Thorne And yeah. also is um,
1: I can't oh, remember, I know I'm putting you on the spot While you're looking but, that up Yeah, uh,
0: no, I, and I'm not going to remember his name uh, Which is terrible nah. And I actually think he's
1: i think he's Oh, he's pretty decent Because of medical issues Oh, okay
0: Okay, um, I didn't
1: know that, but either way, he was adding to it too, um and it was uh, just how he how he, wrote. How he uh, I can't believe uh he and Gary Thorne look alike in my mind, okay, I'm not gonna lie um and then the other reason I jumped out of that game, uh even though it was still within reach for the Reds, who are absolutely terrible, Dave, oh my goodness, yeah, so yep, bad. we're
0: gonna have to talk about them because the Yankees are playing them next week. yes,
1: can't wait um. They do. They, they do the commercial comeback to Skyline Chili. Uh, you know they're in Cincinnati. Obviously, they have the Skyline Chili uh, gazebo where the people are buying stuff, and then they zoom in on this poor kid. Well, kid, he's probably thirty, late twenties anyway, and he's got uh, the triple chili cheese hot dogs. He's got three of them. They're mounded with cheese and sour cream, and you know it's just going to be a mess. And they're watching this kid eat. And in between pitches, they're cutting back to this kid eating and getting it all over his beard and all that stuff and napkins and his wife getting him a hard time. And, you know, and they're they're like laughing uproariously. Are you kidding me, Keith? You were snorting coke on the third baseline in the minor leagues. And you're up here giving a a guy who was not overweight a hard time because he's eaten three cheese dogs. Are you kidding me? I just ha- I had to go. I, I was done.
0: And I was this done. just in, Max Scherzer's coming back.
1: Re- <laughs> Very good. Very good. So starved for good, wholesome American sports yeah. on the 4th of July night. You know, it's just something that would just really top off the celebration weekend. Dave, I switched over to the USFL championship game on not Fox, but uh, Fox Sports won. Oh, you did not. I did. Three minutes oh. left. Oh, boy. Close game. Oh, oh you know, I've, I've watched a couple plays here and there during the season. Uh, literally maybe three. Um, So, you know, we'll take a look. And there okay. was some team from Birmingham and some team from Philadelphia. I couldn't figure out the colors of who was who or who uh, until somebody scored and they changed the score. But um, so the team that's ahead, and I don't remember which one it is, scores, or no, behind. Team behind scores with like a minute 50 left. So I'm like, all right, right. they're going to onside kick. And then, um, and so now they're behind three. They're going to onside kick, get the ball, try to get the ball back. And it might be a fun ending. Well, they don't do onside kick in the USFL, which is why I'm bringing this whole story up. Yep, I kind of figured that's where you were going. Did you, are me? you aware of the rule? No, I, but I was
0: thinking that there was no onside kick. I didn't know what the other they call it. Were.
1: So they call it make it, take it. They start the ball on your own 45-yard line. They go backwards 12 yards. So you're on your own 33. It's now fourth and 12. You have one play. Make the first down, wherever the result of that play is. You keep marching, you know, towards the the end zone. But you have one play to make it. Um, And if the defense stops you, it's over. You know, they get the ball wherever they stop you. So you're taking a risk because if you get the first down, you're still on your own side of the field. That's 45. But if you don't get the first down, they get the ball back at the 33. So... I kind of liked it. It was different. It was exciting because of the championship game. I mean, the place was packed wherever it is they were playing. Um, You know, real good crowd noise. Uh, And the ball got – pass got intercepted by – see if you remember this college football name. Scooby Wright with the pick six. Uh, Arizona State, like, a little bit too short, a little bit too skinny linebacker, but – you know, wore a mohawk and the face paint, warrior paint, and oh, okay. had a really good college career, but was never big enough or fast enough for the NFL. Um, but yeah, I, I about uh, fell off my side of the bed when Scooby Wright hit me with a pick six to win the USFL championship. And dude, I don't know how much they get paid or what the reward was, but dudes were flat out crying, hugging, like as much emotion. As I would see in the clinching of a wild card game, in the NFL, I wow. mean, dude, especially a close one. Um, so I don't know what uh, the other cool thing they do, and we'll get off of USFL because this is a baseball podcast. Uh, they mic it's, up.
0: Are you sure it's not a food podcast? Could be.
1: Could be. Maybe. <laughs> um, they mic up the coach and the quarterback during timeouts. So when they're having a little sideline, what play are we going to call? You yeah. hear it on the broadcast. You don't know what it means, but I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, the, the language is, is a whole other thing. Dave, uh, one last thing, and then we'll get to power rankings and get out of here. Uh, there's been 16 teams so far without City Connect uniforms issued by Major mm. League Baseball and uh, their apparel companies. Want to name some of them for me?
0: Well, I'm sure one of them is the Yankees.
1: Yes. Could you? How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, it's fine. Uh, my kids are always saying the boys are always saying that they should wear those blue, uh, top jerseys uh, that they wear in spring the training. Ones? Um, no, no, no. Like oh, the Navy, oh, yeah, the yeah. Navy blue, which wouldn't be bad no. um, on the road, but you know, it's a it's a tradition like any other. The Yankees uniforms, so
1: right. Except um, players' weekend, where you're allowed to bastardize it, or right, right, and they do that. So. Cancer survivor, male or female, but
0: anyway. Yeah, I mean, I know there's the Yankees piece to it, and that you know, right. Just because that's what they do, um, I think you know, it it, it exempts them in some ways from having to make very difficult decisions because. Mm-hmm new york city so culturally culturally diverse what are you going to put on that jersey um, I was, you that, know and there's and there's other big cities too like we that, share a brain about, for
1: sports because that's exactly where i was wanted to land on what yeah and the mets are not on there either so neither yankees or mets no yeah. neither new york team have a city connect jersey so i was oh, yeah. going to ask that, you that what would sense. be on the jersey but you know um you 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 can't say not without being racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. It just can't I, well, I just,
0: yeah. I just think there's so many ways you could go. Right. Exactly. Um, and some people the would be happy. Of the some world, people yeah, wouldn't. The you know.
1: World, yeah. Yeah. But
0: anyway. Um. Yeah. Um. Anything so one. Else? Yeah, I, one thing. I and I just um, because we've we've kind of bashed the White Sox here, there, and everywhere for for a good bit of time. Yeah, they're on the did up. you see. Mike, anything. the triple play that happened the other night.
1: Um, I think so, but enlighten me because the details elude me at this moment. Yes. So, oh, I do have one um, other thing. Not just this
0: that. is, um, folks, Minnesota mm-hmm. playing the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And um, history was made uh, where there was a rocket Hit out to I believe right center, mm-hmm. um, and oh yes the out gotcha. yes and so the outfielder catches it, um, and um, the runners because um, he kind of this is Byron Buxton, yep um, who makes the catch kind of looked at the wall and kind of looked away for a second and it, so apparently it made the runners think that he was going to miss the ball. And so they didn't do their best job of paying attention. Buxton catches it, turns, fires back to the infield where he finds the pitcher Gio Urshela. Oh, all right. And of all course, right. you know anybody who uh, has followed the Yankees or baseball um, last year, the Yankees turned multiple triple plays, and Gio Urshela was, was involved right in, in multiple yeah. um, with them. And so, you know, Urshela is able to. Um, Tag one runner and touch the base uh, at second for the other out. And it becomes, Mike, the first 8-5 triple play in Major League Baseball history. Wow. Just thought it'd be, one, good to bring up, two. Yeah, fun uh, with numbers. You have Gio Urshela and three. Man, the White Sox are just having a rough year.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they are. They had a little better... Uh, June and they're getting healthy, so um, I'm still not counting them out. I don't think Minnesota is, you know, a team to beat, uh, certainly, in that central. I've, ultimately, at the end of the season, we'll all be right that the White Sox uh, won this division, but we'll see. Uh, there was um, two plays I thought were quite funny. Uh, the Houston Astros did the... Um, Catcher behind Mike Moustakas from the Reds hit a ball to right field. Ball comes into Altuve at second. First baseman's in front of the runner, like walking towards second base on the base path. So, uh, the, the I don't know what the base coach was doing, but Mustascus rounds first. Altuve throws the ball. Mustaskis flinches as he's going back because he thinks Altuve, for some reason, is trying to hit him with the ball. Doesn't realize the catcher Maldonado had come behind, and, and they first base. first base and they tag him out. That that first base coach should be fired immediately. Wow. Uh, and then uh, in Texas, wow. Dave uh, earlier la- or yeah earlier last week, uh, I believe they're playing the, the Guardians and uh, pitch goes in, hits the glove, and the loudest thunderclap in the history of his uh, recorded microphones hits. Like it must have been right inside the stadium, and yeah. every player did a dead sprint from wherever they were. The umpires. Everybody, It was like oh, the announcer said it best. The thunder literally moved the players off the field. It was. Wow. You got to look at the video. It's, it's I mean, it's not funny because I'm sure they're all scared out of their minds or maybe sure. even felt, you know, you know how you can when the storms are that close, you can feel the air has got a little electricity yeah. in it. I bet you they felt yep. some of that. But um, now that no one was hurt, it's kind of funny. To, it's almost synchronized. It's crazy crazy how that works anyway power rankings
0: yes power rankings um so last week um mike and i disagreed a little bit and that's okay it makes makes good good podcast radio we both had um podcast uh broadcast whatever you want to say um both had yankees at one i had houston at two mike had the dodgers i had the mess at three mike had san diego I had the Dodgers at four. Mike had the Mets. I had Milwaukee at five. Mike had Houston. So
1: mm. I'm just thinking as, how much differently mine is today than it was last week.
0: Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'll start. Um, sure, buddy. I, I, I continue to keep the Brewers at five, uh, wow. seven and three in their last ten and and starting to put a little bit of distance. I mean, it's only three games. Um, but, uh, between them and the second place St. Louis Cardinals, uh, they were kind of deadlocked there with the game in hand and kind of changing places there for a little bit. Um, but I'm going to take the Milwaukee, Mike's
1: Milwaukee Brewers at five. It might be Dave's Milwaukee Brewers after all this. It might be. Um, I want to take it. I have them at six. If we had the top six, they would be in it. Uh, especially with the return of of uh, Woodruff, uh, he's big, he's the ace that they were missing. Um, they'll probably be in my top five going forward, but uh, I still have the San Diego uh, Padres there. Essentially, the same record as the Brewers. Uh, rum differentials slightly better for the Padres, forty-eight to forty. Um, I I just like the Padres a little bit better in their lineup. Uh, I I like Mm that uh, Jay Cronenworth – is in the middle of that lineup what a tremendous baseball player um like Sterling Marte of the Mets could do a lot of things has power speed all those things um so I really like that Padres lineup maybe a soft spot for Luke Voigt uh, even though he's not having a great year there uh it's yeah startling when I see him on the screen um mm-hmm. but uh so San Diego Padres five for me still
0: all right. Um, at four, uh, I have the L.A. Dodgers. Um, Whoa. Six. Four. six. Uh, yep, that's where I had them last week. Yeah. Um, six and four in their last ten. They do have the second-best run differential, uh, Mike. Uh, the Yankees at 162 and the Dodgers at 140. And nobody else really close. I mean, the Astros are at plus 91, Um, but the Dodgers are doing well and seem to be kind of riding the ship a little bit um, had dropped them down a little bit uh, but they're six and four in their last 10 and they have now built up what seems kind of crazy all of a sudden a five game lead uh, in the national league West. So the LA Dodgers uh, at four for me,
1: Uh, New York Mets at four for me, Uh, for me, the, the Mets have, um, started that panic mode and i thought that long before i listened to that inning and a half on the fourth of july um Uh but can full confirm yes scherzer coming back is awesome if Degrom can come back um you know all the better Uh, i don't root for injury for anybody but dave if scherzer threw a pitch and his right arm fell right off the shoulder and bounced right into the catcher's mitt would you be surprised with the Mets' luck no uh, you know, uh, nope. obviously we'd hate to see that, but um, that's just the way the Mets are. And uh, I just feel you could feel the tension uh, around the team watching them, you know, and listening to some of the comments from their fans. So uh, that's where I am, Mets it for uh, splitting hairs with the Dodgers, definitely, yep. but uh, just a little bit worse on the road, just a little fewer runs scored and starting mm-hmm. to panic. Yep, and, you know,
0: don't look now, but, you know, the Atlanta Braves rode that, you know, long winning streak to get right. back into contention, and now they're only three and a half games back going into tonight, Mike. So right. um, I think the Mets have reason to be concerned, for sure. Yeah. Um, their, their once, you know, huge lead has dwindled quite a bit. Um, Mike, I have the New York Mets at three. Hey, Dave, just I just got a notification. Max Scherzer's coming back. Oh. I
1: wanted to let you
0: know. Oh. Oh yeah, thanks, thanks. (laughs) Um, I won't. I won't uh, go into all of the theatrics that the Mets announcers did. That's great for them. Um, (laughs) But yes, I yes. So I have the New York Mets at five, or I'm sorry, at three. Okay. Uh, So we have them swapped. It's
1: not a big deal.
0: Not 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 a huge not a huge thing. This is where it will get interesting. Who do you have at three? Mike?
1: The the Dodgers. That's what I meant. We have the Dodgers and the Mets. Oh squad. yes, yeah. yes. Um, like I said, splitting hairs with the Dodgers. Um, I just you know, uh, I think the Dodgers are are a little bit better, a um, little deeper, a little stronger. Oh, definitely
0: definitely deeper. No doubt yeah. about that. So
1: I'll take them. And and the way they're playing right now is like they have three or four more gears. And and the Mets are playing at top gear, I think.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, I, I think that's a fair assessment.
1: Okay. So two, who do you have at two, or do you want me to go? Uh
0: well, no, I mean, it's, fine. it's obvious, right? Yes, I, I, I think so. At, I hate it. At at number two, I have the New York Yankees. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. It's the Houston Astros at two. David uh, hate it, but
1: they're so good. Yeah,
0: they uh, fifty-two and twenty-seven, they've won seven games in a row. I mean just the fact that they're you know within five and a half games of the Yankees uh, you know just record wise it just seems to be crazy considering how well the Yankees have played Um, but the Astros and we saw it with the series last week that we went you know in detail that splitting the four games and then obviously the 2-1 game the other night these teams are very very closely matched
1: yeah absolutely Um... But when you look at the Yankees numbers, yes, Houston's playing great baseball, and most seasons would be the most impressive team. The Yankees numbers are video game like Dave you know yeah fifty eight and twenty two at a seven twenty five clip that's outrageous um two a hundred and sixty two run differential thirty four and nine at home folks thirty four and nine that's handling your business at home. 24 and 13 on the road, also outstanding. Anytime you're 10 games or 11 games above 500 on the road, uh, you're getting it done. And then Dave, for me, uh, to break it down even further, this is impressive, 26 and 12 against the East. I think that's so important to really play, you know, so much better than in your division. I guess that's an understatement um, and seems obvious, but the way they're doing it is great. And right now they're projected to win 105 games. Um, and oh, I
0: thought it was more than that. I
1: thought I thought oh, no, it was you're
0: 117. You're right. You're right. So you're right. would, would just, yep. yeah, just one more win than the uh, 2001 uh, Seattle team that the Yankees dismantled in the playoffs, if you remember David Justice's three-run home yes. run late yes. in game six to uh, seal a fourth straight World Series trip for the Yankees. Um,
1: One of the best yeah, mid-season and, signings in Yankees history.
0: Yep. And then after that, he yeah, became goodbye. the strikeout king. But, yeah. um, but that, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Um, yeah, the Yankees are playing very well. Um, we'll have to get into some discussions as they get farther down the road about should they be pushing. I know we talked about Judge last week, and you know, we can talk maybe after the All-Star break about should the Yankees uh, be pursuing the, the wins record. Um, but we'll get into that at, uh, at another point. Uh, along the way. Anything else, Mike?
1: Yeah, since we're just a few minutes short of an hour, let me get these two things in real quick. Uh, two Twitter polls out there right now. I'll start with the uh, oh, yes. uh, first in reverse. Uh, we asked today's Think About It MLB question is, which is most important to Aaron Judge? And the winner of the poll by uh, 60% rate was uh, a World Series ring, Dave. Uh, second place was regular season MVP, Then the captaincy, and nobody thinks that he uh, cares about the home run title. Are you surprised Mm. by that result? A a World Series ring Uh,
0: is what people think
1: Judge thinks is the most important.
0: Yeah, I, I I, It doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, the way Judge carries himself, um, similar to Jeter, not exactly, but similar. um, You just get the impression that he just wants to be about the winning. Um, So, nope, I'm not surprised. And, and, you know, if our fans didn't agree, um, that would be fine, too. But I'm happy that we all seem to be on the same page
1: there. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be an interesting fall for sure. Uh, And then, Dave, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, 4th of July. uh, We witnessed uh, the greatest performance in the history of American sports yesterday. Oh, here it comes. Here it goes. Uh, Your boy, Joey Chestnut yeah um, oh yeah and the hot annual nathan's hot dog eating contest over under betting wise was 73 and a half personal best was 72. then he shows up with a leg injury so uh he either he had some kind of uh, knee surgery he was in a full he was in a cast from his knee down uh, all around his yeah. foot so he's injured okay uh and steps up to the podium no excuses Every day is a work day and proceeds to pound 63 hot dogs. You say, well, it was like, you know, 10 off the Vegas line, you know, 12 off his personal best. Not great. Oh no, it's more complicated than that Not only is he yes, on crutches he and in a cast But some left wing Nut crunch Dirt bag, tree hugging <laughs> Granola eating, diaper wearing Jerk Protester, protester. Oh the, oh yes, let me get that word in there too Gets uh, <laughs> right into the middle Of the contest And starts you know, jumping up and down And Joey Chestnut gives him the forearm To the chest Mind you his leg is broken or hurt. Forearm to the chest and puts his cast on him so he can't get up while security surrounds the guy. Continues to eat, Dave, on crutches, through the adversity, through all the naysayers. No matter what Vegas said, wins by a healthy 20 hot dogs. Yeah. Hot dogs and buns, 63 in 15 minutes. I, I thought it was 10 minutes, was oh, 10 minutes, you're right
0: you right. Oh, my gosh. I Yeah. I, I, boy, I, I'd like to, you know, challenge our tens of fans out there. Can, <laughs> can you put up a performance that could beat that in the sports world? I'd like to see it. Get I mean, there. is that
1: better than Secretariat winning by whatever many lengths or Jesse Owens sticking it to Hitler, uh, you know, at the Olympics in Munich or, you know, Ali knocking out uh, Sonny Liston? What, what, what was a better – you know, Michael Jordan's flu game, the shot Hake, over.
0: Hakeem Warwick's block in the 2003 oh, NCAA championship game. Double dip, Dave, you're back. That. I've missed you. Yeah. yes, yes. There Hakeem
1: Warwick's, yes. We'll put that right up there. So what was well, we'll better? We'll put that
0: right up there. What was better than Joey Chestnut? Yes.
1: Uh, you tell in us. a
0: cast battling off protesters and swallowing hot dogs like it's nobody's business <laughs> Again, <that> <laughs> folks this is not a food podcast this is a sports <laughs> podcast although you'd never know it from today because we got into all kinds of crazy talk we talked about the usfl uh which i never thought would make it to our uh radio waves here but Mike brought it in. We had some time. So, boom, we got the NFL or the USFL, not the NFL uh, <laughs> in there and and people crying because of uh, the victory that they had in the last second. Anyways, folks, uh, this is a baseball podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it, even though we did some things other than baseball. Please check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system because we are Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen as we strive for five. Have a good night, everybody.